0: Welcome to the Passenger Seat Podcast, a podcast designed to fill your passenger seat with chat about classic cars, all recorded from my 1968 Morris Minor, Peggy. I'm Becca, and today I'm on my way home from doing a couple of errands in town and enjoying a really lovely drive out in the sunshine. Uh, It's some really nice weather that we've been having lately, and uh, it's very nice to enjoy. Uh, especially out driving in a classic so that's that's nice my quirk of classic car ownership for you today is how we often all really enjoy going to lots of events and having a jam-packed summer um, or even spring Um, but we often kind of don't think about the kind of effort that might go into putting those sorts of events on Um, And I'm going to give you a little bit of an insight into that sort of thing today with today's podcast. So hopefully you enjoy that and it might uh, spur you to get involved with putting events on uh, either for your kind of local groups or, or things like that. So I've recently started doing a little bit more with the Morris Minor uh, Owners Club young members Um, and as part of that I've been uh, organising a couple of events. Towards the end of last year we set up a WhatsApp group for paid members of the Morris Minor Owners Club who were young owners or young enthusiasts um and that chat had been doing really well lots of people were really enjoying being able to get to know each other Uh, and so come spring this year they were really all itching to kind of get to know each other and meet each other in person and get to see each other's cars the problem uh, that i kind of faced initially was working out uh, a date and a location that a group of people who were located across the country could try and get together and um, finding something that worked for at least the majority of people was gonna be a little bit of a challenge. Luckily, there's lots of technology that's available for this sort of thing. And we sent around a kind of survey poll in the group to work out when people would most likely be free to come to the event. And that landed on uh, April the 3rd. Um, So the first Sunday in April, And so then we were looking for a location. Now, working out from where everybody was kind of based in the country, it seemed that kind of around Northampton area-ish would work quite well. So I started looking for places that were going to have nice secure kind of car parks for people to park their cars up and not be too worried, but also something kind of interesting for us all to kind of display our cars nearby. And that was kind of the really difficult part because uh, April the 3rd comes this year before Easter. Um, We were struggling to find uh, a lot of little places that we were interested in uh, being open because a lot of them didn't open until the Easter weekend, which was going to be three weekends later. So we emailed a few places, rang around a few places, and eventually I resorted to going on Google Maps and kind of scrolling around in about the area that I knew would work for people and seeing kind of what sort of things came up. And I stumbled across the 306th Bombardment Group Museum uh, at Bedford Airfield. And um, it was a a small little museum that was located on the airfield to commemorate the 306th Bombardment Group. It looked like it had a couple of interesting pieces. and it also, something that's very reassuring when you're trying to organise something like this is discovering that uh, car groups have been there previously and on their Facebook page they had a uh, lovely little video of a load of bond bugs arriving, parking up and then heading off on their way uh, some time later. So it looked like it was already a place that was reasonably safe and uh, nice for us to take our cars. So, got in contact with the guy that runs it, uh, had a really lovely phone conversation with him. He was very enthusiastic about having uh, a young owner's group come um, because as as I'd worked out, he had had quite a few car groups go there, but he'd never kind of heard of a young owner's group and he thought that that was a really nice thing to have. So that was quite lovely to hear. Um, And he was so accommodating in terms of, what he was going to offer us not only were we going to have uh, nice parking even though they weren't planning on being officially open yet that year at that time he was happy to come across the museum and open it up for us for the day tea and coffee biscuits and um, cakes if we wanted all kind of included in just turning up Uh, the place runs off donations so the kind of admin group decided that we would offer uh, a five pound donation as the entrance, and uh, that would then mean that people could make that donation. We could make that donation as a group to the museum for their hospitality, and it also gave us a good idea about the amount of people that were coming. Um, so we knew that things were going to be uh, worth putting off. So we stayed in contact with John um, at the museum and he was ever so helpful, um, stayed in contact kind of, this was from January through to the April um, and he even came across a little Morris Minor figurine that um, in an antique shop or something, bought it um, and suggested that included kind of within that five pound donation uh, we give out raffle tickets so that uh, the young members had the chance of not only attending and uh, meeting each other but winning this beautiful uh, pewter on wood Morris Minor convertible uh, figurine so uh, we organized all that and then in kind of and then it was time for the event to happen Um, and in the week leading up to it it was really nice to see in the WhatsApp that lots of people were getting quite excited making sure that kind of they'd done a little bit of maintenance on their cars Uh, For a lot of people in the group, it was the furthest that they'd driven their Morrises. So they were really looking forward to kind of the challenge, although seemingly quite apprehensive for some of them. And uh, it was then time on the Sunday for us all to congregate, which was going to be great. So we had Beth and Basil the dog come and stay over on the Saturday night. Unfortunately, beth Morris Minor is off the road at the moment, so she convoyed over with us uh, in her modern, and it took us just over an hour um, to get to the uh, place. Uh, however, there was kind of a varied between uh, an hour up to three hours for most people, but it wasn't hopefully much more than that for most people according to Google Maps obviously some of that depends on um, how people are driving their Morris Miners and if they choose to take the scenic route which one group decided to do and make a big kind of trip of it and you'll hopefully be able to see kind of details of that little adventure over on the fat fryer's uh, youtube channel uh, which i'm sure you're familiar with uh, as he and three friends came down in jean for the weekend um, and made a kind of lovely event of it we'd agreed given the length of time that it could take some people to get there to meet at about half 10 at the museum Uh, It was really quite tucked away in Bedford Airfield, Um, took quite a lot of driving across uh, the estate once you got into it, Um, but we managed to find it and we were quite delighted to see when we pulled up there was uh, a collection of uh, American military vehicles from World War II. Uh, Apparently there's a group of them locally that regularly meet up at the uh, museum And John, the guy who runs the museum, uh, had told them that we were coming along and they wanted to come along, show their support and also have a nosy at our cars and see if we wanted to have a look at theirs. So that was really nice uh, of them to kind of come along and see what we were up to. And from about half 10 until uh, probably about quarter past 11, people were gradually turning up and parking themselves up in a, a lovely display of uh, Morris Miners and an Austin Maxi uh, which was uh, instead of the Morris Traveler of Jordan that was off the road. You can tell that people were pretty excited to uh, meet up with each other and finally get to talk to each other in person and uh, that was helped massively by eventually wandering over a little closer to the museum and being offered lots of very lovely cups of tea that were some of the best cups of tea that I've ever had um, from John. Uh, We all stood round and had a lovely conversation about uh, kind of our trips there any issues that we'd had luckily most people hadn't Unfortunately, one car didn't make it uh, because it had uh, decided to have a slight issue on the way there and then had to be recovered on the way home, uh, To recovered home. So that was a shame, but hopefully they're going to make it to some future events um, because we're hoping to put lots of more events up. Um, so that was kind of uh, the first, it must have been an hour, hour and a half of us all kind of stood around talking. Eventually, we took it in turns uh, in small groups to wander around the museum. It wasn't a huge museum, kind of three or four rooms, but with lots of interesting stuff and it was definitely packed in there, so you could wander around a couple of times and spot different things each time you walked around, which was quite nice. Whilst I'd been in conversations with um, John before the event, uh, he'd said he thought he had a photo of a Morris Minor in the museum. And given that it is a war-based museum, I thought that was quite unusual, given that the Morris miners that we'd be arriving in were going to be kind of 1949 onwards style. So, uh, he said, well, you'll have to have a look in the museum, see if you can spot what I've labelled as a Morris miner, and let me know whether it is or if you think it's something else. So, uh, I had uh, a lot of fun walking around in the museum trying to spot this, and in the end, I had to check in with John and see where it was. And it was in the section about um, Glenn Miller, where he had got a, a photo of a car that, to be fair, did from behind look very much like a Morris Minor convertible. Um, but given the dates and things like that, uh, it seemed more likely to be a Morris 8E series. Um, so we've uh, Advised him that it's more likely that but he's gonna do a bit more research and see what it is uh, but it was quite interesting to uh spot that and how similar in this black and white photo the two looked oh another morris um so following that we um all headed back towards our cars where there was quite a lot of nice grassy woodland area uh, for us to have our picnic. because um, We'd all brought along some picnics and were ha- uh, sat down to kind of enjoy those. Um, and at some point, one person popped their bonnet, which, uh, if you know anything about classic car events, means that everybody's bonnets eventually went up, which made some lovely photos, um, but also some interesting discussions, especially as the guys that owned the US military vehicles. Uh, wandered over to have a nosy and make some comparisons between our engine bays and their much larger engine bays. They had some really interesting discussions with some of the young members and I think it was quite nice for some of them to be able to talk to people about uh, their cars as well as kind of each other about their cars. And um, I'm really grateful to the museum for kind of making the effort to let those guys know that we were coming Uh, if they wanted to come along and and support us as well. Uh, And that really makes such a difference when you're trying to organise this sort of event in terms of being able to find uh, such an accommodating and interesting location to host an event. Now, unfortunately for some, my picnic seemed to be filled with uh, bright idea fuel. Um, and following the picnic, I suggested that we make for the most of the half empty car park, um, because it was literally just us and one or two American vehicles at this point, And uh, push each of the Morrises out into a kind of staggered effect to take some interesting group photos. Because typically when people take uh, group photos of their cars, they kind of stood next to them all lined up. So I thought we could get some different photos and take advantage of uh, the space that we'd kind of been afforded at this event. Um, So that went reasonably well, went down better than expected, and we got them all pushed out uh, for some interesting photos um, and made some good comparisons in terms Of kind of lengths and uh, kind of where people's bonnets all lined up. Obviously it was a wee bit harder with the Austin maxi on the end um, because it didn't have exactly the same kind of door gap uh, to make the comparison against. But I think it made for some really lovely photos uh, that hopefully you will have seen if you're a Morris Minor Owners Club member within your copy of Minor Matters but also I'll pop a few up on screen as well. After this it was time for more tea, more discussions um, and a few of us filming and taking a few photos, um, more chatting about various things and uh, And then I guess it started to dawn on people that actually we are going to have to head home eventually. Um, But I had planned for there to be kind of the option to drive onto somewhere um, if people wanted. But what was really nice is that we'd managed to get to kind of three o'clock, which was about the time people were quite happy to leave. And we were still kind of chatting and getting to know each other. So again, I think the the challenge for me had really been working out what people would want from this first event together. Um, And it turns out that I was right in predicting that primarily people would want to stand around to get to know each other in person, have a nosy at each other's cars. That means that kind of the next event that we're putting on, which will be uh, after this podcast, uh, May the 31st, will be Um, a bit different. We're going to have it at Caffeine and Machine in the hopes of, again, meeting up with some other owners and um, making some comparisons and good conversations, but also having the opportunity to catch up with each other as well. Again, quite a central location in terms of people's uh, geography, but perhaps a little bit further north to shorten the journeys for some people. Uh, And I'm really looking forward to it because I love Caffeine and Machine as a location. Um, And I'm hoping that by taking advantage of their kind of club nights and getting us all parked together, we'll get some really nice photos because it's such a beautiful location. So, I hope you've enjoyed kind of my little report on the event uh, for the young members at the beginning of spring. I'm really looking forward to hopefully putting a few more events on with them over the summer um, and then trying my hand at some of the NEC stuff which is a big jump from having kind of only just started going last year and that's the thing really if you're interested in classic cars uh, getting involved in these sorts of things really gives you the opportunity to try honing your skills at putting events on and uh, making fun interesting things Uh, for not only you to enjoy but lots of other people to hopefully enjoy as well. I'll put the link for the next event for the young members uh, from Facebook in the description of both the Spotify and uh, YouTube so if you are a Young Morris Minor owner and you're interested in getting to know a few more of us before nationals then hopefully we'll see you there. But if not, uh, and you're just interested in kind of seeing what we've been up to, then hopefully you've enjoyed today's podcast. In the meantime, drive safely and happy motoring.